It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You are now tuned in to the Fresh Air Channel, and you're listening to I Pray This Helps. It's been brought to my attention that a lot of believers don't know about or understand the concepts of very important Christian ideals, such as the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and the full armor of God. And some, like myself, have been taught about it, but never knew exactly how to apply it or even how it would apply to them. Like our brother, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know who does want us to be unaware? Our enemy, the devil. He wants us to remain blind to the authority and the power that has been given to us through Christ Jesus so that we are caught with our guard down when he tries to attack us. But guess what? You don't have to be defenseless or even weaponless. Our Lord has given us equipment to be protected and to fight back with while we're on the battlefield. And believe it or not, we're always on the battlefield. On this episode, I decided to record our small group's conversation on the full armor of God. We're in a three-part series about it, and this is part one. Now at times, they may sound distant, so it might take some turning the volume up and listening closely, but it's a great conversation nonetheless, so it's worth it. They were really happy about what we had talked about that night after it was over, and I pray you will be blessed as well. I'm Keith Roberson, and I pray this helps. Amen, 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 amen. It is it is a privilege and an honor to stand behind this sacred desk. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> then he leaning over it like this. I'm like, we know you tall, man. Get- this is being recorded. I think I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably just record all of these from that one. Like everything we do, probably. Yeah. So, careful what you say. Now, now, because there's a podcast going on. All right. Um, so you guys know where we are. We're in our um, part three, which was originally a part two, but when uh, part three of our two-part series, um, the full armor of God. And so by now, you should know that we're in Ephesians chapter six, verse ten. We'll start in verse ten, and we'll read all the way down. Verse 19. And um, Henrietta, I've been um, imploring people or encouraging people, rather not begging people, encouraging people to uh, uh, take down um, the scriptures that we'll be going over today as they will come in handy. And uh, last week we talked about the full arm. uh, We talked about the sword of the spirit and which is the word of God. And so why not? Bring up the word of God and talking about those things. So, so um, you should be there by now. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. 
Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist the evil in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view. Be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. Um, I just would like to say it's good to have um, Stephen back and um, Karis back and I'm um, good to see Henrietta and, and I mean, it's and David back. It's good to see everybody. And when you all aren't here, there is definitely a void. I mean, every last single one of y'all. And um, as we go around and as we share with one another, like that is a piece of our body. Like when they're, when they're not here, that is a piece of our body that is missing and we aren't working at full capacity. I mean, and so I love to hear, hear the Holy Spirit speak through all of you. And so kind of miss those, that's those past couple of Sunday or Tuesdays where we weren't able to like just go around and like just really expound and pontificate in certain moments. In certain moments. In certain moments. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So um. Some of you were here for the first one. Others were here for the second, and um, you're all here for the third. So um, let's do a quick recap. So, um, so what are the uh, what's the full armor of God? Anybody, you can just rattle it off. Helmet of salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Helmet of salvation. The belt of truth. Breastplate of righteousness. The sword of the spirit. Yep. Did y'all say the shield of faith? Yes. Somebody did? Okay. Belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace, or having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. Now, um, we could go around the room for this. What article of armor stood out to you most during this series? The shield of faith. The shield of faith. Why? Um, for two reasons. One, um, because I learned that, and I didn't know that. In another study, two, um, that faith. Faith is actually one of the yeah. Like to have, you know, have like some people can have faith, mm-hmm. but then some people got like crazy faith. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that. He just talked about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in. 
Anybody else? What article of armor stood out to you most? The sword of spirit. The sword of spirit. But clearly, after having on the full armor of God, but coming against any lies of devils, or God, and knowing that that is our, as this thing listed, that that is our only offensive weapon in this section, and saying, um, understanding. How powerful the word of God is. It's the lies that they tell ourselves and different societies mm-hmm. um, that ultimately are foundation from um, the evil one, our enemy. Mm-hmm. And so, knowing these scriptures, when something rises up mm-hmm. and tempting you to go off course, um, to miss mm-hmm. that mark, whatever that intention is, to know the truth of the word of God and being able to recite it and overcome those thoughts over those moments. Mm-hmm.
like to put it on, but like he's I think I think it's super dope to know. Um, so Matt, okay, yeah, we're in um, Ephesians six. Yeah, we talking about the full armor of God. Um, I think it's dope to know that, like, dang, we don't just have to be on the defense all the time. You know what I mean? And just be like, oh, like, cause everybody, like, not everybody, but a lot of people, they like to give the enemy. More than what he's more than what he's doing. It's like, yeah, he's powerful, but he's not all powerful, okay? Nowhere near all powerful. God is all powerful and we have God on our side. But not only that, God is like, Yeah, here's something to fight back with. Like you can you can wage war as well and you can win. Not only and like not not only will like like it's kinda like an unfair fight, if you will. Like you, you like you use this sword, it's a wrap. You put on this armor. It's a wrap. Um, so let's do this. Um, real quick, what is the belt of truth for? Just one person. What is it for? The belt of truth holds everything together. Mm-hmm. Any? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness. And like when you think about this armor, you can think about it on you and like picture actually what is actually guarding. I mean, that can help as well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guards are vital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. In a way, I think where your heart is, it's in your torso. I feel like if your heart is corrupt, um, you don't mm-hmm. guard that diligently. You know, he's, I mean, there's that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> I see, oh, my bad. One thing I was just going to say, and also see the breastplate of righteousness related closely to our purity. Um, mm-hmm. And not just the sexual purity, but our overall Christian mm-hmm. walk, um, a pure life. That if we're wearing the breastplate of uh, righteousness, that we are closer to God and our authority of what we can move forward to. So mm-hmm. if you don't have on the breastplate, you're trying to advance in the fight. Mm-hmm. You if you don't have any type of guard, yeah, you you're a little bit more, you know, cautious about taking a blow. Mm-hmm. But when you have on purity, you are able to walk into anything 
and stand firm because you know that nothing can actually penetrate because you are living a pure life. So. Mm-hmm. Choose a piece. Having your feet shot. Preparation of the gospel of peace. It always gets you. I don't know. Never heard of it. What you reading? The New World? <laughs> you reading New World Translate? Okay. New World Translate. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to put it past you. I ain't going to put it past you. <laughs> I think whenever I think of it, for some reason, I always think back to I think that we're talking about. But it's like happier, like the best thing is like. The Blessed are the feet. Blessed. So, like. That's good. I, I forgot to bring that, that up. Praise God. It's always like, for me, when I see choose a peace, it's like that's the first thing that always comes in my head. It's just like the peace, the peace of God, once you hear the word of God, it just kind of calms you and like restores you and like. It just brings this unimaginable like thing of just where you don't understand where it's coming from, but it just restores you to where you just need to be balanced. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And this may be real crazy, but your feet are really sensitive. Uh huh. They're like a sensitive part of your body, and yeah. so like if anything, like like you stub your toe, you're gonna really feel it. Right. And so I just feel like this shoes of peace is there for just Why do you talk like we're not doing a, a Bible study? <laughs> what you mean? Talking about it in the, in the kitchen. Oh, I was like, you're getting my Yeah, no, just talking just like we're not doing no Bible study. Go ahead, Angel. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Angel. Absolutely, that's a great point. A lot, like I think mostly. Oh, damn, we have a doctor in there. Yeah, so aren't most of your nerves in your feet? No. No, where it? Where it? No, I think most of your nerves are in. Then your back. Where it? Um, on your privates. Or where most of your nerves? That's where most of your nerves are. What do the feet affect? Thought ahead. I'm gonna forget I said it. I'm gonna keep moving on. Angel, I'm with you. No, but with that being said, like if you ever look at war, they always make sure that people's feet stay dry and that their feet are protected. Why? Because if like even with your big toe, it throws off your entire balance if you have a foot. So absolutely, if you are walking with the shoes of peace and you're bringing the gospel forward, a lot of people can come. You know, like we look at. Um, what good is it for you to prophesy if you're not coming out of love? You know what I'm saying? So if we are not actually going to pursue peace and we're walking in peace, then there's no point of us even trying to do this. thing. Like, what are we standing for if we're not actually trying to proclaim peace to people and standing in that peace in the midst of calamity? Yeah, one of the things you mentioned about this also was that they have nails in the bottom to do studies. Absolutely. So the gospel, the psalm, Preaching it to ourselves every day mm-hmm. reminds us of our identity Christ. Amen. And keeps us st- stable in Exactly. Because when you don't have peace, you're wavering which yeah. and whichever yeah. way. You know what I mean? Um so what is the shield of faith for? I wanna I wanna keep moving. We got a lot to get through. Shield of faith. Watch those fiery darts. Yeah. It's our biggest defensive slash offensive weapon. In the sense of, you can't keep taking blows just to your body. 
eventually the armor is going to fall apart. But with something bigger and stronger that's designed to take on those mm -hmm. blows consistently, mm -hmm. you can kind of defend yourself more often yeah. um, against that. It's your, it's your first, go ahead. It's your first line of defense. Yeah. I mean, so before you get into all the other, the other things, you know what I mean? Like it's, no, I have faith. You know what I mean? Like, and I have faith. So these lies and all that, all of this stuff that is happening, these fiery darts, they can represent distractions. Usually that's sometimes what it means, um, representing distractions and stuff like that. It's like, okay, I see this stuff happening. I'm going to put it out with faith. Like this might be what is, this might be what is factual, but it's not always what's true. Fact and truth. Are, oh, thank you. Fact, fact and truth are two different things. Something can be factual, but that doesn't necessarily make it true about something, right? So um, let me just, because I tried to go into physical and y'all saw I jacked up. So let me just stay in the spirit. Right? <laughs> right? So um, like picture David um, when, um, you know, God had told David that he was going to be king, that he was the king of Israel. But you saw Saul reigning for like, what, 20 plus more years or whatever. But God didn't, that was factual. But what was true was that David was king. You know what I mean? And so that is our first line of, of, of defense where we're not worried about what may be going on around us. Now, faith is the subject, faith is the subject of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The helmet of salvation. Well, it's been said that um, some that uh, it's battlefield. And, mm. and so, it's a faith thing. There's always, you always you constantly have to battle. Like, so, you battle with doubt a lot. Like, God, mm. don't want to. Or, you know, like, God really say not to eat the fur. What do you eat? God really say not to do that. So those kinds of things. So I think faith kind of shield to face those challenges. Yeah. Like when you're in your time of solitude or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever, whether it's you doubting yourself or, or the enemy or you know, maybe some things people and people, it may not even be the devil, just other people, mm -hmm. image bearers who mm -hmm. sometimes believers or unbelievers, maybe you, you know, said things to people that whatever. Doubt God or whatever the case may be. So faith says, you know, God, God, God is God will God will take care of me. God will take me. God loves me. Mm -hmm. God, God is good. You know. Amen. And faith says God will work together all things. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Sword of the Spirit. I know we just talked about it, but different context. Sort what is it for? But with that said, um, maybe two people, if you're willing to share. Um, in what ways have you experienced the enemy attacking a specific area in your life? Um, might even might even be, even if you want to think about it like this, like he's attacking my breastplate, or he's trying to attack my shield, or he's or he's trying to attack um, my feet. My, you know, like what area do you feel? You know what I mean. 
Um, in what ways have you experienced the enemy attacking a specific area or a specific article of armor? However you want to look at it. And um, how are you fighting back? So it's not so much about what's happening because, as we know, the evil day is going to happen. It's more than one day. There will come evil days. So how are you fighting back? And remember, this is for us as well. Like, oh, man, like they're fighting back in this way. Oh, I'll say for me, I don't know if this answers, answers your question entirely. I think for me, like, and for most of us, I would say, like, there are, like, certain issues we have in our lives that spiritually, physically, mentally extreme. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a stronghold or, like, Paul talked about a thorn in the flesh, just be that mm-hmm. type of thing where I think a lot of times if we're not careful, attacked by the enemy, cause us to put so much emphasis on that. And lose sight of just certain areas in our lives, areas that we're actually strong in, and then all it takes is a little yeast falls on. So if you're not careful, the enemy will slowly start to eat away um, mm-hmm. some of those really strong areas in your life where you just neglected. And then just yeah, you might be weak. And whatever. I agree. So how are you fighting back? Oh, that was that was a question. Yes. So, so yes, we understand that war is going to be waged against us. You know what I mean? And so, and we know that. Yeah, he's he's pricking that stuff day in and day out from time to time. Oh, if you don't have it, I mean, yeah, but I more so, how are you fighting back? You know what I mean? That's really what it what it's about. Oh, you know what I mean? Maybe I, I feel. You. Um, so just in this current state, especially with the passing of my um, my guy's um, brother, mm-hmm. um, just really sitting with the family and just having a lot of candid conversations <laughs> where people are trying to find you know their faith in it, and just knowing that being distracted by <laughs> fiery darts and like literally I just been reciting like the putting on the full armor of God um, since Friday. Like mm-hmm. every time it happens, because it's literally like a distraction of mm-hmm. like, look over here, look over here, look over mm-hmm. here, and just trying to have uh, just keeping God uh, forward. So literally every time there's a distraction, getting back on path of you know this is the word of God. So every single doubt that is rising up in my mind of like, oh, you should have did more, you should have been here, you should have um, been able to give this, like you should have done this thing oh well if god is true then why would he let this happen to the, this person you know mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. taking those moments and doing the research on um answers that i don't know of like saying you know what let me go to the word of god for that so taking out blocking it first off with you know um, faith and like well i know that god is faithful and i know that god is true but then also coming back with the word the sword of saying according to his word you know thus say the lord you know what i mean and just having that to stand on. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And so um, I think... Let me, I don't want to be dogmatic in this, but um, 
a part of the full arm of God would be definitely prayer. Like, and that is how you put that thing on is with prayer. Okay. Um, like I, I, you know, I even tried to, I didn't even try to tell y'all, I told y'all, like in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, pray for the full armor of God. Like ask the Lord, look, like remind, like God, it's, first of all, it's not even yours. You know what I mean? It's the Lord's that he gives you to fight this stuff. You know what I mean? And, um, and for some of us, some of us are attacked when we go into sleep. Some of us are attacked throughout the day. And I mean, some of us, all of it at some point in given time, um, but we have to pray for that thing. Why? 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 Why do we pray? Because that shows that we have a need outside of ourselves, that we cannot fulfill ourselves. We cannot put this stuff on by ourselves. We can't. We need help to put it on. Um, we need the Lord to put it on. So when it says, when you read um, this passage, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. What comes to your mind? What do you think about? Like, what sticks out to you, rather? I'll, let me uh, refine my question. Mm. Community, responsible siblings. Yeah. Any particular phrase that might stick out to you? What's up? I think the reminders always I mean, because mm-hmm. that's kind of a theme that Paul always holds on to very tightly with the importance of prayer. Um, I think because even when you think of the spiritual armor, how you've been talking about it, like, I mean, it's not us. Mm-hmm. In the same way, it's because of God's grace towards us. Um, many times we kind of find ourselves in the mm-hmm. we are trusting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've been saved for a day or so, but mm-hmm. a lot of times. Therefore, I got to a place where I can do mm. I, I, I can do anything because mm. I ain't even started. Mm. Right. Right. <laughs> he who began that work. And so, um, when we kind of truly understand mm-hmm. that he's the one who does that work within us, um, yeah. we humble ourselves, but then that kind of takes away, that, that allows for that community to, to really be real. Mm. But it says that community is able to be real is because of our humility, because of the fact that nobody has like a haughty eye or a haughty attitude towards anybody else's all on the same level like nobody's better than anybody else like we all christians together like and we gotta walk this out together mm-hmm. so um that's really what kind of sticks out to me which is the continual unnecessary kind of need of prayer absolutely amen yeah i think of protection too like when it says making supplication for um it also reminds me of first john um five or 16 where he talks about uh we know that everyone who is born of god does not Sinning, but he who is born of God protects him, mm. and the evil one does not touch him. So somehow God uses our prayers mysteriously to protect him. Mm. So um, making supplication for all the saints is a form of God uses us to protect each other. Absolutely, through the power of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. I've had many instances in my family where my aunt, she's one of the biggest prayer warriors I know, but still have stories of where like she was. Literally, God woke her up like at midnight and said, yo, pray about that. Mm-hmm. And then like, maybe like a month transpired and then it actually played out. And then it's like, thought came back to mind. Like, oh, this is what God woke me up. you so, mm-hmm. like, God used me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, let's start here. What's the difference between 
because there's a distinction here. What's the difference between prayer and petitioning God? What's the difference between simply praying to God? Listen to my words, simply, the operative word being simply praying to God and petitioning slash supplicating to God. What's the difference? <laughs> I think it's in Luke actually when when I think Luke chapter six when he says when whoever knocks and then another one translation that I think the amplifies says knock and keep on knocking ask and continue to ask from the sense of petition you know prayer could be like this may be an immediate need like you know pray about this. petitioning is like you you said like we're needy like continue going to God not an unbelief. God, help my unbelief and help me to know that you are going to meet this need by continually praying. Mm-hmm. I, I think petition is more like you're doing more than just praying about it. Like you're fasting about it, you're researching like scripture about it. You know, you're literally seeking God about something. You're not just, oh, I mean, yes, you're definitely praying about it. Definitely, you know. Um, Seeking God, but you're doing more than praying. Like, okay, let me research this. Let me find this. You know, I mean, of course, you, you know, um, yeah. So, so I looked up the word petition and has to do with as a formal request. So I think in terms of like related to prayer, petition is more. I guess if you had there, it's more. It would be more like bringing your needs before bring me bringing an issue before you before the, you guys the office, you know bringing it before the lord mm-hmm. you know making it known to everybody hey, this is the prayer request i've got that's how we pray about this issue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's not like it's kind of just the will of god like prayer you know the will of god like, you know, God says in his word, boom, mm. boom, 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 boom. Mm. But petition, it's like, God, this person is sick. Mm. I'm praying, I'm petitioning on their behalf mm. that you will heal them. I'm praying that, but even if you don't, because it may be a will, it may not be a will, this may take them from this life to the next one. Mm-hmm. All right, this one could bring them uh, back to full health. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. So it's like, for me, mm. I just think of it through the concept of God. Prayer, I know the will of God. I can pray the will of God. Mm-hmm. Scripture, mm-hmm. scripture says this. Scripture says this. Scripture says this. Scripture says this. But then when it comes to like petitioning, it's like, God, well, you said in your verse, it could end up being like this. It could be as far as what we consider humanly favorable mm-hmm. or can be humanly unfavorable. Mm-hmm. Like as far as what it is that we're desiring or what we're seeking after. That's good. And like what, yeah, what gets brought to my mind when you say all of that is the dichotomy between Jesus just simply praying in the garden. And when Jesus sweating blood yeah. in the garden, yeah, if it be your will, let this yeah. cup pass for me. You know what I thought about when you said that, too, is right after David had his visit with Nathan, and he went into strict fast and wouldn't eat, his servants was afraid to move him and petitioning God. And then when they were like, yo, your son is dead, he was just like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, not like he was just like, all right, he'll click or nothing like that. But he's like, yo, God's will is done, and let's move forward. You know what I mean? And that's just a powerful expression of that. I think one of the things, whenever I picture petition, is kind of like, I always think back to the old times of like, whenever people, like with the kings and servants and everything, and you had, he had his ruling body, and then people will come to him, bring in their issues and all this stuff, and the king mm-hmm. for 
time to be in his presence so they can tell him, yo, this is what's going on, this is what I need you to do, and all that kind of stuff. So whenever I, whenever it says position, it's like staying, and it's like, I don't know, the Bible says something about even an evil king will not see somebody continuously knocking and knocking and knocking and read, asking and asking and asking. Read and Luke, I, Luke 18, chapter 1, 1 through 8. One. Luke 18, verse 1, one to 8. Then right. he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard men. Nor there was a, uh, nor there, now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he, would, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, like to me, that's and just showing the sovereignty of God. And I know that this is a huge theology debate about the sovereignty of God, when to start, when does it stop, but not to get into that whole thing. But like, yo, Lord, if it's just 100 people, then spare everybody. You feel me? And it's just like, all right, people down there. All right, cool. If it's just one person, you feel me? And God just being like, all right, because like God literally said, I'm about to kill everybody. And it's just like, all right, cool. If I just can find this group of people, couldn't find those people. And it's like, all right, what about if I just found one person would you spare? And God was like, find that one person. You feel me? Like, and that just that petition with God. And that brings to sorry, sorry. What it brings into the thing of saying all prayers, which is mm. like for me, mm. for me, it just brings that term of why he put it there so much importance to me. It's just like all prayers. In other words, Pray everything. Keep praying. It's just like whatever pops in mind, just say it. It's just like whatever it is. It might sign crazy to somebody else. That's like, so you and God is just like say it. It's that's like, so good, bro. It. That's not preached enough. That is so good. Like you cannot pray wrong, like because the Lord will fix your prayers and like pray whatever you're gonna pray. Take it to the Lord. Take it to Him. Yes. Take all those. Man, about like building up your most holy faith. Is that Yeah, I mean, I you know, God, you know, prayers and actually dependence on the Lord. So I mean, you know, God's gonna. I mean, He honors our prayers because they express our weakness, dependence on Him. Amen. I think to what Chris was saying, um, in regards, who was that? Was that Abraham? Yeah. That was Abraham. The spirit of city. Yes. Yeah. So, that, yeah, to save his cousin, right? So when you think about that, God called him up there. God called Come him up there. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look, I'm gonna tell you my plans. I'm about to, I'm about to smash everything, and because he knew his heart, I want you to come up here. I want you to change my mind, if you will. I want. That's why the Bible says. And the Lord repented. As a kid, you're like, God, what did God do? God sinned. He's like, no, God repenting in that sense, because God never sins. It was a, it was a changing of his mind. He changed his mind. But if you really look at it, 
he wanted his mind to be changed. Like, yo, give me a reason not to. He's like, yo, he's like, yo, if there's, if you can find a hundred people, he was like, he was like, dang, I ain't gonna find. I know that. I know that. He's like, God ain't about to find a hundred. Yeah, how about fifty? He's like, yo, if, there, if there's fifty, I'll do it. He's like, man, how about ten? He couldn't even find ten though. But the point was, like, God really wanted to. He really wanted to do it. So it's like, yo, come to me, like. Prayer matters. It matters so much. And oh my goodness, yeah, I can't. God just wants to show His fatherly love. Mm-hmm. That's why things like that are recorded because He wants to show, "I love you. I'm relational. I want Absolutely. to hear your prayers." Yes. Like another example of that is He wants us to pray big too. Don't pray little prayers. That's good. Pray That's good. You have to you have to come back right. Like that mm-hmm. Pray big. Don't um, come to Him with these little bitty prayers. Let's See what God can do with yeah. You know. See, and I think to your point too, Darren, um, and to the 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 boldness that we pray, the big questions that we ask of God in prayer is um, is totally on dependence. That's yeah. that's what it's about. Is literally yeah. going to God because mm-hmm. in God showing His fatherly love, He is saying to us that you have free will and you choose to come to Me to right. solve your issue instead of saying. Oh, God can't yeah. do anything about yeah. this, so why even bother him with this? Or whatever right. the case may be, whatever we cook up in our mind, mm-hmm. that we shouldn't burden God with our prayer. And God is saying, no, like, <laughs> come to me. And come to show me. you my love continuously come to in me. these situations. And yeah. even like you said, uh, like, me sitting across a woman that is, uh, like, faith has been made so, so dope this, this week. Praise God. But sitting across a woman Thank that's you saying. answering my question. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Nah, her son, her son <laughs> took his own life, and her saying like, "Yo, like my dad is still in charge." You know what I mean? Like, no matter what happened, my dad is still in charge. Like, no matter how many times we pray, and it doesn't seem like it goes in our favor, like God is in ultimate control of all of this. You know, and just hearing that, and in a moment of grieving, it's just like God, Lee, like to stand on that. You know what I mean? And just knowing that. While the devil was trying to shout, like, um, I believe it's in Proverbs that wisdom shouts out in a, a noisy, uh, I, I believe they say marketplace, but in a noisy um, street, um, but wisdom shouts out. And literally saying, like, at the end of all of this and during this and the beginning of this, God is still faithful through all of this. So just slashing those darts down and saying, like, yo, it's not even a thing right now. Amen. My mind. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think I think this is a it's not in my notes, but um it's a uh a, a book that I was reading, well it's an audio book I was listening to. I'll be honest. It's not though. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. Um in the book, it's called um, a prayer, uh, <clears throat> a prayer filled life. I think is what it's called. It's a great book. <clears throat> um, and he was saying one of his points was if the enemy cannot stop your prayers through, if he can't stop you from praying, he'll try to dull your prayers with cynicism, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, well, not dull like what you're actually like the power of the prayer, but dull you from praying from like you know when you bring up doubt and stuff like that, it's like, well, I'm going to pray. I'm not going to stop praying, but what are the chances that he's going to do it? You know what I mean? And so, like, just remember that when you're petitioning the Lord. You know what I mean? And how amazing it is that we can actually, like, petition the Lord <laughs> to begin with. And, like, the thing the thing to take away in the scripture that um, Galici read was, is like, yo, how much is God willing to do it? You know what I mean? So it's not just like, I'll do it. Like, I'll, he's not doing it begrudgingly. It's like, remember, I say this all the time to y'all. Like, the Lord, um, there's a scripture, and I don't know it offhand anymore, but it is written, as Jesus says. It is written that, um, says he will, accomp- he will establish all that concerns us. He will establish all that concerns us. There's nothing that doesn't, con- there's nothing that concerns us that he's like, you, you still worried about that. We off that. You know, like God ain't like that. He's like, yo, I know you care about it. I care about it too. Probably care about it more than you do. You know? And so he is always there and always willing to to he inclines his ear to us. Isaiah 65, I think it is, um, where it talks about before we call, he will answer before he before we call, he will answer, and while we are praying, he hears us. Like that's the type of God that we serve. That is the type of God that we serve, where it's not just this thing of like, all right, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do that? Then I ain't it. You know what I mean? Like, how many times like we wanted to go to someplace like Six Flags Great Adventure, right? Or uh, I'm from Jersey, Six Flags, and um, hmm? it is. No, no. no. No, Great Adventure is in Jersey. That's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. I'm like, I'm not worried about that. That's not my concern. But I hate <laughs> Thank you, sir. I was just Over Georgia for, for Scott and everybody who likes Over Georgia. Awesome, right? Inclusion. Inclusion. Um, and so. And so, like, how many times, like, our parents might not want to do something that day? It's like, did you clean your room? But well, I ain't going nowhere. Did you clean your room? Did, did you vacuum this? Well, we ain't going to do vacuum. Did you fold your sock? You don't want to go. It's like, God is not, God is not like that. He is, <laughs> love our parents, you know what I mean? But he is the perfect parent in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he gives good gifts. He gives good gifts. Um, he knows our prayers before we even ask him. And, and he still wants to hear us. Absolutely. Amen. What's up? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I am saying pretty much. But um, he can do exceedingly abundantly. abundantly. All 
above all we could have asked because then like to add like human characteristics in her quest for justice the widow never gave up in seeking help from the unjust judge in our quest for victory we must never give up in seeking help from our perfect God mm-hmm. the command to pray always is not to say that we must okay so I'm I'm skipping to a whole nother point I was going to ask, what does it mean to pray unceasingly? I think, in in part, we like we all pretty much answered that. Um, the command to pray always is not to say that we must be in a continuous, unceasing dialogue with God with every second of every day. Rather, we must develop a connection to God, one that is maintained through regular prayer, Bible study, and a godly lifestyle. Like some people, like you can have a posture of prayer. You know what I mean? Like just. It's like, you know, how some people, they're like, man, you're just, just so peaceful. It's like, yo, what, is, what does the Bible say? I meditate on your word day and night. You know what I mean? Just meditating on on, on the on the word of God um, where, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I know I'm going to jack it up. But it's Psalm, I think it's 10-something. Yeah, when he's talking about, I love your, he said, I love your precepts. It is my meditation all the day. Psalm 119. See, that's why I need y'all. That's what I'm saying. Like, come, come. <laughs> the, the command to pray always is not to say that we must. I read that. Um, rather, we must develop a connection to God, one that is maintained through regular prayer, Bible study, so on and so forth, that allows us to instantly come before our God in prayer in times of distress and need. Like, sin keeps us, what loves to keep us away from God. You know what I mean, how often, like, whenever you, whenever you sin, whenever you sin, <laughs> um, that, He's like, man, I, now I can't do this because I just did that. I mean, dang, now I can't do this because I can't do that. And I, so I get what Pastor Dahadi says when it's when he says it's not the fight against um um sin; it's the fight against isolation. Because sin causes isolation, and it's like, yeah, I want to keep you isolated from God. I want to keep you isolated from God's people. I want to keep you isolated from the promises, from the truth of God, all of that type of stuff, because He knows. When you leave the 99 and you by yourself, that's when you're susceptible. I was watching this video uh, the other day of this lion. It was surrounded by 20 hyenas. It was surrounded by 20 hyenas. Yeah. That was hard to watch. What? I don't think you watched the same video. You saw when the hyenas attacked the lion? Yeah. Bro, that's a lion, man. Yeah. Did you watch it? Because <laughs> this is what happened. Sometimes you see a lion attacked by hyenas. So they were surrounding him, and they were they were starting to attack. Absolutely, they were starting they were starting to attack, and then and then another lion came out of nowhere. So one, it was susceptible, but two, they was like, man, we can't even do anything because the um the narrator he was like, two lions are just too much for twenty hundred. Yeah, I think we didn't watch the same video because. It was a victorious ending. <laughs> so, um, so that's the like. Think about it from a scriptural standpoint. One, one can cast, um, one can cast out uh, ten thousand, can set ten thousand a flight. Two, uh, one can, one can set a thousand a flight. Two can set ten thousand a flight. You know what I mean? Huh? This guy would just be like, why not? Yeah. Well, yep. His man think your man. Like his thing your thought. 
I was still trying to put that math together. Right. Uh, that don't work. Yes. This, this is maybe not necessarily directly related to um just what you're talking about, but I think I was listening on the sermon on the Sundays I wasn't here when the Hadi um I think he was preaching from Corinthians ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. But basically it was the idea of just giving and how everything belongs to God. The comment that he made to me is once you realize that God isn't just on our tenth, He owns hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Every decision is spiritual. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, like certain things in my life, I'm like, do I really have to pray about that? Like, I know what the Bible says about this, but like, in a way, like God wants me to bring that to Him because that reassures, confirms what I believe in Him and strengthens my faith. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, everything is a spiritual. Absolutely. I think we would be fooling ourselves to believe that we're not spiritual beings ourselves and that we're not. um, Because first of all, that's when the enemy can, he tries to get us to fight on his battlefield, which is in the natural. Because like I said, he can't win if we're in the spiritual. If we're fighting from a spiritual standpoint, because we are seated we are seated in heavenly places with the Lord. We are not just human beings. We are spiritual beings as well. And that is where that's where we can fight. It's like, nope, you're trying to get me to worry about these bills. You're trying to get me to worry about um the kids. You're trying to get me to worry about this door. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're trying to get me to worry about this stuff. I'm not there. I'm not worried about these fiery darts. I'm staying, I'm staying in peace. I'm fighting with faith. I have on my breastplate of righteousness. I'm not taking it off because it's true. So on and so forth. You know what I mean? I think Absolutely. For, I think for me, going back to the armor, mm-hmm. similar to what you're saying. I think for me, I feel like I'm on autopilot sometimes. When you're in autopilot, you don't have to use the armor. You don't have to use the sword. You don't have to use the shield. I think that's one of the lies. Mm. You just got to just keep going and you don't have to. And that's to that's to Matt's point. That was to Matt's point earlier when he was saying like when like you didn't put this stuff on yourself. Like you need him to, for for all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, that is one of the things like we're yes to put that guard down of of we put that we already talked about it and, and Kalichi mentioned it in our first meeting when I asked the question or posed the question of what is the opposite of the full armor of God and it's pride it is self righteousness it's like I don't let me not put this on I'm I'm straight 
And that's why the Bible says, like, when it talks about, like, yo, go to your brother and address them about their sin. It's like, but be careful, lest you fall into that same sin yourself. Like, don't go to them like, oh, man. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you was like me, you would have fell into that. And it's like, no, because I'm susceptible to the same sin. Why? Because although I am a spiritual being, I am a fleshly being as well in the natural. Um, that's why the flesh is um, hostile towards the spirit. This might be a provocative question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, what does it mean to pray in the spirit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll take a stand. So I was raised in, uh, mm. it, I guess it, for people who have different church traditions they grew up in, if you were raised in the, just the charismatic tradition, like I was Pentecostal, mm-hmm. it always was associated with like, speaking in tongues. Come on. Um, uh, but but I, I um, had to get into a theological debate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I take a more broad view I take on that. I think it's just um, praying as the as the spirit leads you, and it doesn't have to be in a tongue, in an in a unknown tongue or whatever. Although it could be that, but I don't think it has to. Be like that. Because we're all um, temples of the spirit, and, and the spirit can Amen. can operate and can speak to us without, and can or can guide our um, our prayers without us having to speak in a tongue. And, mm-hmm. and if you and if you're not sure about what the, you know, with the, I think Christ's example of how to pray when the disciples asked him, so he said, "This is how you pray." You know, he, and he talks about God. So he starts off with God's sovereignty, Father in heaven, mm-hmm. how it be your name. Talks about the kingdom coming, how God's will should be first, God's will done, heaven and earth. He says, you know, it talks about getting the word daily in our in our lives and and forgiving those who. Um, Sin against us, just like we want God to forgive us when we do wrong, and, and asking for God to keep us. I think that's a great prayer in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Anybody with a less politically correct answer? Like, I'm just kidding. That was the. Well, I, was I the, agree, and that's kind of my. Well, my my experience growing up is kind of different. I grew up, and then like. <laughs> How you gonna ask and then get mad when you give an answer? I don't even read. Right, it's very structured, but we don't believe in like the Virgin Mary and all this. It's pretty much we literally go by bulletin, like you know. Anyways, so I that was like my experience, like ten years, and then Pentecost kind of happened. I absolutely 100% what you said, but I think something I've always uh, thought about was Scripture in Jude 1, 26. Um, it says, but you, my dear friends, are building yourself up in, in your most holy faith and mm-hmm. praying in the Spirit. So I feel like in a way, like, you know, that shouldn't be like a stumbling block. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, like, there's, there's more to, like, like, prayer should, I mean, the Spirit should unite us. And I think that I mentioned, like, controversial in the sense that it's the most dividing thing in, in, our, in, in Christianity. Like, just whether or not you pray in the Spirit or whatever. 
But I feel like there's certain benefits of you playing in the spirit. I think it's more like it's just you and your personal walk with the Lord. Like you says, building up your most holy faith. What does that mean? Like <laughs> most holy faith. Like how do you even come to that? I think that it's in a way like a mystery that we don't know. But like when you pray in the spirit, like maybe there's like another like elevation of your faith and your your standing and your walk. I think it is encouraged, but it shouldn't be a stumbling block. Whether you're looked down upon, whether you do what or don't do what, whether or not you pray, um, you subscribe to praying in the spirit. Well, the Bible says you should pray in the spirit. So you mean like a certain form of praying in it? Right. Okay. Like, yeah, like what Stephen said. Okay. Yeah, yeah like I grew up. Everybody set claiming over here today. That's nice. I'm, 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 I'm just crazy. <laughs> I saw you say, he said I grew up in a castle. You was like, like okay. okay. Baptist in the house. Right. I went to Trey Lake Baptist Church. It's like two people in here. Jonathan Vector. The gang cap with him in Chicago. Go ahead. Can I get a death Well, I thought, were you about to speak to that? Yeah, I was just going to say, I wasn't going to say that. Were you going to give something that gave um, clarity to us or like something that might um, help us better understand what it means to pray in the spirit? Um, yeah, I was just going to say mindset. Will that help us in our journey on yes. praying? Yes. 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 Okay. I mean, it's helping me. I hope it can help you too. Absolutely. Amen. Um, okay, so I told some of y'all the stories before. But um, so when I was at 19, I was at church, and um, so I grew up back trying. I grew up going to you know Pentecostal or whatever, and they felt like you know if you didn't speak in tongues, you don't hear. That was just uh, yeah, basically. And so I mean, I never, I didn't never felt like I don't know. Okay, so when I was like 19, I was at church, and this was just uh, it was a Baptist church or something like that. And, um, the pastor was like, oh, well, you know, let's, it was like the end of service. And like, you know, well, let's just give God like three more minutes of praise. And so next thing I know, like I'm praying and I felt like it was like an out of body experience. Like I felt like I was just like watching myself. I was on the ground. I was like this. I was on the ground. And I'm just, my mouth was just going, just going. And I like, I couldn't stop. And it just, it just was going, and um, ever since then, I've always, like, felt different. Like, I've always, like, when I, I felt like God had a hand on my life when I was younger, but I felt like he really had a hand on my life after that. <laughs> like, and not saying that I feel like how people, oh, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you know, I don't feel like that was, like, me getting the Holy Spirit. I feel like you got that from the faith, but, um, 
I don't know. That's just my experience ever since then. It's just that's it's just been like that for me. And sometimes I can't really control it when I'm praying. Like, uh, you know, like as far as like like speaking in tongues or something like that. It's not something I just can be like, Oh, let me do it now. I mean I you you can fake it and do it or you know, oh, you can be Shondo and I you know, all that kind of stuff. But right. it's not like like when you're like really like the spirit is like really moving inside you, like it's not something you can just like be like, oh, you know, like let me fake this or whatever. But I said all that to say, um, but I I said all that to say that because you said what was like what's the difference or something? Like what was that? Yeah, what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just felt like it was like a. I for me, I always felt like. I'm praying about something that's maybe happening in the future. Maybe I'm praying for somebody that, you know, is going through something. Like, that's how I always felt, because, you know, they was like, oh, you know, you don't know what you're saying. But I feel like God know what I'm saying. And I know that, like, some people preach, uh, like, you're speaking directly to God or something like that. But I don't know. I just always felt it was just a higher level of what, um, what, I'm, what I'm praying about. Let me let me let me uh, just real quick throw some people at these questions. That's why I think when I was spoke earlier, I said it's kind of controversial because the church, it's one of those things that it, there's not. I guess there's you could say there's there's not really like this what it depending on your background. Those from the classical Pentecostal tradition generally would say it, it means associated with speaking in tongues. And, and, and those who aren't that, those who don't, Christians who don't speak in tongues would, dis, would disagree with that. So kind of what I was trying to say is, it, it can be a that can be a form of it. I've yeah. in tongues too, but I don't I don't think it's limited to that. And that's not. And yeah. I think even if you read yeah. Jude, it doesn't say you have to speak in tongues, and it says you can pray in the spirit because people are led by the. You're a Christian. Again, yeah. again, you're a temple of the Spirit. The Spirit's in you. He's going to do a work in you whether you speak in tongues or not. <laughs> he's going to convict you of sin. He's going he's gonna to challenge you to come up. He's going to bring scriptures back to your memory. He's going to lay it in your heart to share the gospel with people. He's going to, he may, even when they're sharing the gospel, you, you could be um, led to say things by the Spirit. None of that requires you to speak in so, tongues. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what you're saying is kind of misinterpreted throughout these different contexts or churches, what that because in my mind, like when I hear for the years I grew up in church, when I hear praying the spirit, like gravitate to like speaking in tongues, where that came from. Where I see a problem, and I'll, and I'll mm -hmm. stop after this. I know. I, where I see a problem with with that, and I'm not saying is, is right on everything. Where I see a problem with having grown up Pentecostal, spent a long time in it, is I, I feel like there's a tendency to. I mean, in, 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 in you. With that, when, with that kind of thing, I, I just no, seems to me like there's a tendency to divide. It's almost like dividing Christians in classes. Yeah, These people can be led by the Spirit. I don't think that's 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 God honoring. Uh, 
So it's possible to speak out of the spirit? Yes. So right, yes. Right. So yes. So so just I'm gonna give an overall go ahead. And then also if so, what what it what about children? Is are they technically speaking in the spirit? Well it, children, like children yeah. training? Children of a certain age kind of they when they pray and when they are there's like yeah, there's a limit or there's so like a certain age, age before yeah and so they can pray and I think that's why the Bible says be like because when they pray it's just like full on I feel whenever I pray with little kids there's a little pureness in like when they're just praying in at least that's just and if the spirit's in you y'all want me to answer pray outside <laughs> this all goes with the no, I hear. Oh my goodness! So I think number one. Well, not number one, but let me try to tackle this first. Um, I think sometimes, like when we look at kids, we don't always look at kids as like sinful little beings. Like you're born in sin, shaping in iniquity. So like, <laughs> so if you're not if you're not a Christian, there is yes there, and if. You know, for one, I got saved when I was four. You know what I mean? So I was praying to God at four years old on. You know what I mean? But there's another four-year-old that, like, just stealing cookies out of the cookie jar, lying and all of that type of stuff, you know, putting Legos under his brother's bed or something. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Going to sin, shaping in iniquity. You know what I mean? If they're not praying in the spirit, like, if they're not you know what I mean? First of all, why would they pray? But that's a whole nother thing. I guess that's sort of like a case-by-case case thing. It's like believer, non-believer. You know what I mean? Like that's it's as simple as that. And I don't think we I don't think we break it up as like, oh well, they're kids, so they're they're and they just came from heaven, so they're like still next to God. Nah. Nah. Um, um dang. David said, David asked, what is the definition of did you want to know my my definition? Because I don't because I think it's kind of like there's a hodgepodge of of all of this. So I would say for me, I agree with a lot of what everybody was saying. Because and this is just key personally. He's not speaking for the Bible. He's not speaking for the Church of Blueprint. Amen. I agree. And so um, so I think um, when I'm praying in the Spirit, first of all, you got to look at what does the Spirit do. What are the characteristics of the spirit? And I think even Stephen alluded to that. You know what I mean? Like, in so like when you think about that, like so you can like maybe substitute spirit for like whatever the things of the spirit are in that moment, right? So like praying kindness, praying love, praying peace, pray with joy, pray with you know what I mean, long suffering, pray you know what I mean, pray and perseverance, so on and so forth. I think that's one way. And I also I agree when everybody's saying like. I think we go, we veer off the road when we start exalting certain gifts over other gifts. Amen. You know what I mean? And so, like when you say, like, "Well, I'm, well, I have the, um, well, I have this gift," so that must mean that when I'm praying, in, when you praying, I'm praying in the spirit. That is a gift. Is we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I gotta just tackle this for one second. I'm okay. trying to tackle four things at once. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm about to lose I'll my train of thought. I'll, I'll chat with you. I'll chat with you all blind Christians. Yeah, so um sheesh, Lord help me. Um so yeah, so if I'm if I have the gift of if I have the gift of um exhortation, 
and then like the spirit unctions me to exhort in my prayers. Like, and then I look at um, Matt and I'm or in Jonathan. I'm like, well, he he praying like this. He ain't praying in the spirit. You know what I mean? And I think that can be a thing, and that's not of God, and that's not right. Um, I do believe it's kind of like what um, Darren and I think somebody else we were talking about how like even how the difference in preaching styles, right? There's a difference in preaching styles and like how amazing God is where he gives us all these different preachers and all of these different people that um that um uh what's the word I'm looking for that um communicate thank you communicate the word of God in all of these different and wonderful ways some might be boring to us and then they hit somebody like oh man it was a powerful word today it's like really all he did was talk you know what I mean and then somebody else is like Oh man, this was amazing. You know what I mean? And so um I think I think you start there. I think you start with the spirit and not what you think and not what everybody is saying the spirit to be, is what does the Lord say the spirit is. You know what I mean? And so you start there and how the spirit is working in your life. You know what I mean? So I don't think there's a clear cut answer as to praying in the spirit for sure. Like everybody does this. When you're praying in the spirit, everybody does this. We don't see that. We don't see that with we don't see that with any of the gifts. You know what I mean? Like where it's like we're all doing this in this moment. You know what I mean? So, um, I'll just leave. I think a verse speaks to this really quickly. Uh, Romans eight twenty six. Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants. To Amen. But the Holy Spirit prays for us. That's right. With groanings that cannot be expressed, and the Father knows our hearts. Mm-hmm. He knows what the Spirit is saying, and pleads for the believers in harmony with God. Amen. So I think there there is a harmony there between God and the Spirit as we connect. Amen. And with Him, so that was one of the reasons I asked. Okay, well, what we're praying, aren't we? Always praying in the Spirit. So, no. Oh yeah. So this. So to. So to your question. To your question. No, you don't always have. No, so remember, um, the Bible even talks about the Bible even talks about um, people praying with wrong motives, and I almost wrote it down, and I didn't. Lord, forgive me. Like with a whatever motive, whatever motive, God is still glorified. Hold on, no, no, what? No, okay, no, no. So like, you can pray with wrong motives, and God doesn't hear those prayers, is what the scripture was saying. He's like, I'm not about to answer that. You're not even praying with the right intentions. Like, your motives are off in general. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's plenty of scriptures that definitely support that. Praying in the spirit. Like, even when it talks about um, a husband being mean to his wife, but he want to petition God. Like, I'm not hearing that. You can't possibly pray in the spirit. Like, you being a jerk to your wife. Like, no. You know what I mean? Um, and so, and so... I'm glad it makes sense. So on a <laughs> praise the Lord. So on a on a deeper level, you can pray, you can pray a miss. It talks about praying a miss and praying an error. You know what I mean? Like I literally prayed some stuff and it came to pass. And that is witchcraft. Like it was it was witchcraft. And it, it was not of God. Like I literally prayed, you can pray curses over people. You know what I mean? Because like, and that's a whole nother thing. But like I it was not, yes. And it was like, so you can, yes, there is a potential for you not to be praying in the spirit. And that is a whole nother conversation. Um, so just remember. So simply for me to, to ensure that I'm praying in the spirit, I pray the word of God. I literally pray the word of God. 
like so whenever y'all hear me praying it's filled with scripture because that's that's a part of that so in like a simple basis just pray the word of god and see where the lord takes you after that um gotta move on uh i was gonna say what role does the spirit play in prayer but we've hit those so absolutely help her so romans chapter 8 verse 26 through 27 Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. Thank you, Kalichi. But we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Thank you, um, thank you, uh, David. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because it makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Maybe this is even even more simplified. Praying in the spirit is praying in the will of God. Since we don't always know how to pray as we should, if we have the spirit in us and are led by that spirit, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, Paul says the spirit will make intercession for us. This means that although we do not always know exactly what we should be praying for, God knows our hearts by living in us. John chapter 17, verse 23. So no matter how clumsy Christians present their requests and no matter how jumbled and confusing they are, God will always know what they are trying to say. Amen. Amen. Right. Right. I don't know if I'm yeah. saying this. Some people literally just go, mm, God, you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what he does. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Through his spirit working in us, he has intimate knowledge of our hearts and minds. So, um, question. So, who and what should we be praying about? Let's do this. For the sake of time, let's read Romans. Um, I love Romans. Let's read Matthew chapter six, verse nine through thirteen. <laughs> and if somebody, if you got it, just go ahead and. Amen. Thank you for coming, bro. Really added. But yeah, if you just text me something like, "Does everybody go to the same church?" Yeah. No, yeah, Diamond goes. Diamond goes to another church, but she be there. I've been trying to find a church, but um, yeah, it's it's been hard because I actually like went to school, so it's like hard mm. um, to hear like different things that are taught on different Sundays as far as different churches that we visit with. So I mean, if, if y'all know some, I mean, I have some numbers, so we've been like visiting trying to find a, a church that's solid. Um, so yeah, praise uh, God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you could come to Blueprint if you want. Yeah, be kind of, yeah, be kind of crazy. It'd be kind of crazy. Like, oh yeah, you just go over here. Like, <laughs> yeah. she probably, she probably tell you to come on to the hydrant. Yo, he be listening to these podcasts. He be listening to these podcasts, huh? Yeah. Um, so anybody um anybody um got no no anybody got Matthew Matthew chapter six verse nine through thirteen. All right, I got you. Um, nine through thirteen. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father. 
Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. So reading that, who and what should we be praying about? Who should we praying, be praying for? And what should we be praying about? And for? I was praying about the will of God. Yeah, sure. Yes, absolutely. The will, of, Your will be done. What else? That is in there. You're right, Christian. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but what? Duh. But, like, but you're right. You're right. It says that right there. Thank you, man. Thank you. Go deeper. Go deeper. Right. Mm. Forgiving others, uh, it says. Yeah. Uh, forgiving others, praying for other people. Yeah. Praying for the kingdom of God. Praying for uh, his uh, the kingdom to be established on earth. Mm -hmm. uh, and even like praying for each day for us to eat, even if it's yeah. food or whatever that daily bread may mean for you at that point in time. For It's called the Lord. They call it the Lord's prayer, but really, whose whose prayer is it really? It's the disciples. It's the disciples' prayer. Yes, our prayer. Do you get a sense that he was praying for himself too? He says, "No, I think." Well, I would say, I would just say John seventeen would be um, the Lord's prayer. Like if we're to be like honest with ourselves. I mean like that was his heart for us, John seventeen. No, I'm saying this So I'm right I'm going to say no. Just like because based off of like John seventeen, like yeah. like cause we if Jesus needs help being led not into temptation. Like I mean <laughs> I mean he needed the Lord. He needed the Lord. He did He is fully man and he was fully God. Yeah. But no, I'm gonna say John 17 would be for him. Um, and what and what has become known as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus Christ lays out for us a framework for praying to God. It is not a strict, inflexible format which we must adhere every time we come before God, Matthew 6, verse 7, but rather an excellent checklist of things we do need to take the time to pray about. We should be praying on a regular basis for, among other things, God's will to be done, our needs to be taken care of, the forgiveness of our sins, and deliverance from the evil one. Along with praying for others, it is vital to also pray for ourselves. I'll say that again because so many people. Along with praying for others, it is vital to also pray for ourselves. Our lives are filled with reminders that we can't make it on our own. It would be inconceivable to refrain from asking God for the help we so desperately require. So how often do you hear someone or even yourself say, I think it's selfish to pray for myself. I'm going to pray for other people, but I'm not going to 
Pray for myself. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Like, pray for yourself. Pray for others and pray for yourself. Sometimes I have to pray to myself so I can focus. Mm -hmm. That focus that mm -hmm. whatever hit me to pray genuinely. Absolutely. Because sometimes, sometimes I'll find myself throwing it in. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because it's because what is prayer? Prayer is humility. You know what I mean? And to even say like I'm gonna pray for somebody else because they. They need it. You're, but I don't like. I'm not gonna pray for myself. Like what? Cause you don't need it. No, you need it too. Like pray for yourself. It's not. It's not a humble thing not to pray for yourself. The enemy would love for us to think, oh well, I'm being humble and I'm being. I'm not wasting God's time by praying for myself. I'm gonna pray for other people because that's how my time is best spent. Like you wanted his children too. Pray for yourself. Um, um, our God stands ready to provide us with the strength. Wisdom and courage, we need to stand against our enemy. But he wants us first to come before him and ask for it. Um, so scriptures on prayer. Y'all ready? Y'all know? Is this a speed round? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quote them, but if one of them sticks out to y'all and y'all wanna read it, I'm fine with that. First John chapter five verse fourteen. <laughs> Second Chronicles chapter six verse twenty-one. First John chapter five verse fourteen. Six twenty-one. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. Jeremiah twenty-nine, verse twelve. Matthew chapter twenty-six, verse forty-one. Forty-one. Excuse me. Proverbs chapter fifteen, verse eight. Verse 8. Mm -hmm. Psalm chapter 17, verse 6. Psalm Proverbs chapter 15, verse 29. If I know this group, I know we love this scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. First Thessalonians chapter five verse seventeen James chapter four verse three James chapter four verse three 
in James chapter 5, verse 16. So if anybody wants to read um, some of the stuff we, we just said and wrote down, go for it. People who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins for their land. Amen. Romans 12, 12. Mm. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Mm. James 5, 16. Just care for one another and pray for one another. Prayer for righteousness. Great power. Mm. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So, God, who surpasses all understanding, guard your heart. Through Christ. Amen. The Lord is far from the Say it again. No. Scott was coming no. up to Ryan Mann. <laughs> 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 no, because I wrote it in. <laughs> Why should we pray? Last two questions. Why should we pray? We need help. We need help. It's, our it's, it's an act of our dependence. Because God will hear from heaven. I will hear if yeah. If they pray. Yeah. Forgive their sins and One of the things too. I mean, communication with God. Absolutely. Should we? Why should we pray? So if we know, if we know why should we? If we know why we should pray, why don't we pray? What are some of the reasons why we don't pray? Pride. Pride. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spirit, mm-hmm. we're like, ah, oh, like, I couldn't possibly. That's, that's faulty. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even on your note, if somebody heard somewhere that they said, kind of, kind of ties into what Aaron said, but it says, pride is telling myself I can't go see the person where, where your humble is like telling yourself, I have to go see continuously every single time, whenever I do. That's where, like, you have to kind of be like, kind of like when you're asking some, telling somebody you're sorry about something, like, I'm sorry. You don't, like, walk up to somebody if you're really apologetic about something and be like, no, man, sorry. Get over it. Like, mm. you come back, kind of, you're, you bring yourself lower. And then, even speaking to why we don't praise, is I think part of it is an uh, imperfect view, like, kind of what Pastor Morgan was saying. Like, weakness is not, it's understanding who we are and having a good view of who we are. And a lot of times, either I think too highly of myself or of myself mm-hmm. too highly in the sense of like man, I'm so busy I got too much stuff going on I got all this stuff I got to deal with and it's like God understands anyway. he'll get it he knows he's, mm-hmm. he knows my mind he knows he knows, mm-hmm. he knows I'm good he knows and then too lowly of myself it's like man I slipped up I made a mistake always me always me kind of thing and you stay in that uh, what's the that character or mode or something like and it's just kind of like so yeah. you bring yourself down to this point and it's like whenever we bring ourselves to the middle ground and like yes I'm so low and even when you're flying high like you feel like you're in spirit and everything like good or you feel like you're good it's like still bring yourself to realize like yo if not for his grace and his mercy and his protection all the other things that he's done for us, I won't be flying high. And it's like, could have been, it could be a lot worse. It's like, so it's like, bring yourself back to that point. Like, that's part of the reason I know for myself, whenever I don't bring that tone of like, either I'm like, or the other side is like, I have all the time, but I just feel bad. Or there's also the other part, it's just like, I don't feel like it. And to be honest, I know a part of it. Like, it's like, I don't really want to pray. It's like, because it's just like, like, either I don't feel good. Like, what happens when you push through that? You're too good. It feels awesome, though. Right? That's it what feels I, that's what I want to bring up. So dope. I think why we pray is we get joy from it. Yeah. I don't persecute you personally, you throw away peace. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, there's, like you said, there's a peace that, that comes with yeah. knowing that you're. And not that you get credited for praying, but yeah. Yeah, you don't get any, any of that glory at all. But like, I think there's a piece of knowing that, at least for this situation, I, I'm in the will of God praying about it. I, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but his, his will is his word. And if I'm staying on that on that token, right, that knowledge, then he's like, mm-hmm. And guess what? God bottles up our prayers. Yeah, he bottles up um, like when we cry. He bottles up our tears and their liquid prayers. Absolutely. Um, it is written. Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know. But it's written on my heart. I think I think there's some of it in, in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Even um, imagery of the prayers of the saints being affected. Yeah. So God remembers. Amen. I, I think another thing that keeps us praying is idolatry. Mm. Um, just like the cares of the world can choke out, you know, the truth of God's word can also choke out our prayer life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Harboring idols in our hearts, you know, um, trying, trying to share all, share Jesus's heart with some, another idol. Amen. So I'm definitely not going to leave us on that little somber note of why don't we pray. So how so how do we, so if we're not praying, how do we once again begin to pray? Or how does the Lord even grace us enough to even come back to the knowledge that we need to pray and therefore begin to pray? Mm-hmm. Uh, it can, and, and it's not, it's also like, it's not just people who are necessarily like, and one of the things that I'm learning from being more and more is like, it doesn't have to be a Christian that forces me back into prayer life in the sense of like, I've had the experience where somebody was talking about something random and then it ignited something in me and I was like, it touched me so much where I was just like, why is this making me feel this way? And it's like, oh, that's why the spirit is like, like knocking on me, like screaming in my head, like, yo, in a minute, huh? Mm-hmm. And they'll come back in. This cobwebs are getting a little bit too much in here. Mm-hmm. You need to start praying again. Like, or even just other people around me, just like talking about, I want to talk about stuff and igniting that love back in me. That's good. Amen. Um, our, our thorns are God's discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because God, you know, he yearns jealously for the spirit that he places in us. So God's never going to let us go so long and so far gone away from him without his loving, heavenly mm-hmm. discipline. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, and then we have these weaknesses. And if you truly have the Holy Spirit, um, you can't be comfortable with those things. You just have to come back to the Lord. Amen. Like, for instance, um, Psalm 23, where it says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So, like, yeah, that rod is, that rod is, like, get back, get back over here. Yeah, that yeah you know? Yeah. Yeah, he chases them. Yeah, if you, yeah. Yeah, that's when you should, that's when you should be there. He chases those whom he loves, Scott.
So yeah, the goddess thing. Amen. Amen. I just want to say thank you all for um, these past three weeks for allowing me to come before y'all and just lead y'all in this message and be upstairs for hours on end trying to prepare a message for y'all and, and just trying to help equip y'all and not just y'all but myself of course so like when I'm writing down these scriptures like they're like specific like I'm I'm writing them down like this this isn't like just something I got off the internet it's like this is for this there's for specific purposes and um like I said when we first started like like what took place here tonight like you know the Holy Spirit speaking through each and every single one of us and not for ourselves, not so that we can say, look at how look how profound this person is. Look how much word this person knows. Oh, you could tell he went to school. You know what I mean? No, it's not it's not that. It's not that. Like it's it's so that we can be edified, like one another. We're edifying one another. And um I just want to give a special shout out just to um to Diamond and, and to Star, um, not Star, Angel, excuse me, Diamond and Angel, who just come just thanklessly, like, every week, like, we're doing this. Like, we're 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 making food for y'all, da-da-da-da-da, this and that person provides. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it is, it is, it is, and so we're not even, like, really applauding y'all. We're applauding the Holy Spirit that lives with inside of y'all. You know what I mean? Just to... And I'm not about to cry, so shut up. <laughs> I just looked at you almost started crying. But <laughs> no, but <laughs> it's been happening lately. I just been like this emotional crying lately. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. But like I just it's not even but but that's just but y'all are y'all are a remnant of what our missional community is like where people they do things and they don't look around like y'all better thank me for this. And like it is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that is done. And I just wanted to highlight y'all today because like week in and week out, like y'all here early, y'all leave late, y'all don't ma- it don't matter who who chipped in that week, who didn't chip in that week, like you know what I mean, like, for lack of a better term, you're like you're an example to all of us. Where it's for lack of a better term, don't this is not derogatory. But y'all know y'all role and y'all live in that. You know what I mean? And y'all revel in it. It's like this is what we do. This is what we do for this group, or at least in this realm. I'm sure y'all have other gifts, but this is what y'all do. And I just really want to say thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I love each and every last single one of y'all. Um, so let's pray. Let's pray. Um, yes. Let's pray. God, um, you are so real because we see you in your creation. We see you in your people. We see you in your um your love, how other people are expressing um your love through you're expressing your love through people. You're expressing your um your kindness towards us, your mercy towards us through people, Lord God. Through um, your children, Lord God, we are the bride of Christ. We are on the battlefield for the Lord, Lord God. And we say thank you, Lord God, that we are not just on the battlefield, but we are on the winning side. 
We can't thank you enough for that because it is you who have made us and not we ourselves. Yeah. And where your word says that, um, you know, it says, you know, what can you say to what can um, the potter, the clay say to the potter? You know, what can the pot say to the maker where it says like, look, you chose me for this. You chose me for that. I want to be chosen for this. But Lord God, you chose us for your glory. You cho- you chose us for um us a greater purpose, Lord God, and we just say thank you so much. We will be doing not you, but ourselves a disservice by not living up to our full potential. And it is only through you that we can live through our full potential. Lord God, where I was listening to this song, and this is, I mean, but it's, it's true where this song was saying, like, now I'm free, and I'm free to be me. Like, there's no more chains because of what Christ has done. We're, we're, you know, where the, uh, the world would love for us to think like, oh, man, they're so boring. They're so this. They're so lame. They're this and that. No, we are now free to be our true selves. And we can only be our true selves in you. And that is what you want for us. You're so good. You're so awesome, Lord God. So cause us, cause us, remind us, Lord God, press upon our heart ever the more, Lord God, to live for Christ, I shall live and for Christ, I shall die. Lord God, when we we wake up every morning, we putting on the full armor of God, not so that we can be proud and say, look, we don't sin in this way anymore, but we can say, look at what the Lord has done and look at what the Lord is doing. And I want him to be made famous in the earth where it says, um, when the scripture talks about, um, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you may prove what is that good and perfect will of God. For It is for you, Lord God. We want to live for you, Lord God. So cause us to pray. Cause us to supplicate. Cause us to petition, Lord God. Not just for ourselves, but for others. And not just for others, but for ourselves as well. Lord God, we need you. We need you. Oh, we need you. Every hour we need you, Lord God. Lord God, give us a special anointing to do your will as we're going out, as we're going out to our, you know, respective um, battlefields and our respective mission fields, Lord God. And um, more specifically, when when Darren and Christian and, and whomsoever, whomsoever else will be out there with them on that day, Lord God, that you will be there, Lord God, that you'll give them a fresh anointing, Lord God, and that you will give even more grace. And well, that's what your word says. It said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And um, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. So as we are doing these things, as we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power unto salvation. Lord God, let us do this knowing that we have already won, that you are already victorious, that the enemy is a defeated foe. He is a roaring lion without any teeth, Lord God, that he is defeated, Lord. Lord God, and you have won the grave. You have you have conquered sin, hell, death in the grave, Lord God. Where your word says, um, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. The only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Lord God, you it, it, that I love that scripture, Lord God, because you're not it's not you don't see our faults, Lord God. You see your son. It says now unto him who is able to present you faultless. Before his presence. And you don't just present us faultless, but you present us faultless before your very holy presence, untainted presence. Before you, we're presented holy. 
and you say that you do it, you do it with exceeding joy. Like you're more than happy to do it. You're more than willing to do it. You're so happy to do it. Where you said, where your word says, it says, it is written in your word where it says, um, come, let us reason together. For though your sins were as scarlet, we I will make them white as snow. Lord God, this is not, you're not doing this begrudgingly. You love us better than you love us better than this earthly love that we've that we've come to know. You love us, Lord God, beyond words. You love us so, so very much. You for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Lord God, let us let this be the cry of our hearts. Let this be what is on our minds day in and day out, wanting to please you, taking off every bit of pride, every bit of offense, Lord God, that is not that is not in direct defense of the kingdom of God. Lord God, let us set our minds on higher things, Lord God. For your glory, we will do anything. Just to see you and behold you as our king for your glory. Lord God, we love you and we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It is in your precious son Jesus' name we pray and we count it done. Amen. Amen. Thank you all again. Thanks for reminding us that Satan doesn't. No, man. He's just, he's a phony, man. He's a phony. Toothless demon? Praise God. He ain't got teeth, he got fangs. Mm. <laughs> Come on, man. I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. The point is God is God is greater than anything that the enemy can do. Neither height nor death can separate us from the love of God. Yes, that the gates of hell will not prevail against any of this stuff. If we have been given authority, uh, we have been given authority to trample over serpents and, and scorpions. Thank you, Lord. Capital One presents a 30-second audio tour of Ireland. Sheep, fairies, golf. Charming Castle, Charming Castle, Charming Castle, Charming Castle, Charming Castle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know you can actually go there when you use the Capital One Venture Card. You earn unlimited double miles on every dollar you spend on every purchase, which means you'll have plenty of miles to actually travel to Ireland. The Capital One Venture Card. What's in your wallet? Capital One Bank USA NA. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, there's something about protecting people's homes through Progressive that inspires me, because I just had an idea for a book. Well, it was originally an idea for a movie based on a play inspired by a podcast, but the idea is how you can save when you bundle home and auto. Hmm, might not be the best idea for a book. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe a radio commercial? Guess we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.